Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nazios. As always, we have an eight-game slate of NHL hockey on this Tuesday, starting with the Colorado Avalanche visiting the Ottawa Senators. And it's weird because Colorado, as we know, high-powering offensive machine. But the Senators, they're actually low-key like amidst all the turmoil that they've faced. At least a 5-on-5, they're actually pretty good scorers. Yeah, they're actually like uh, offensively, they're fine. It's defense. They can't keep the puck out of that. That's why they've had struggles this season. These are actually Colorado, like you'd expect. They're the second highest scoring in the league, but Ottawa rounds out that top 10 of highest scoring teams in the league. So I like the over here. It's uh, pegged at a rather high seven goals, but there's a reason for that. These are two of the highest scoring teams in the league and Ottawa can't keep the puck out of the net. So over seven goals pays 2.05 to one. Avalanche, uh, are going to be missing one of their better offensive players for the next little while. Kind of surprising. Came out of nowhere. Valerie Nichushkin has entered the NHL program. I, I believe it's the, I'm not sure if I get the word. I don't want to say it. NHL, uh, NHL PA player assistance program. Yeah. So that obviously might, he was having a great year, but they are so stacked. If you saw the Leafs blew a three, nothing lead to them on Saturday night, lost five, three and Sheldon Keefe after the game said, when you got McKinnon, Rantanen, Taves, Makar out there, it's like you're not even playing against an NHL line. You're playing at a, a team that's above the level of NHL. And that's really where those guys are at. So I expect a lot of goals here. They met just before Christmas. It was a 6-4 avalanche come from behind win. And I expect more of the same here. The Avs have combined to score at least seven goals in six of their seven games since the calendar flipped to 2024. Of course, with their opponents, not seven goals on their own. Um, 26 total goals have been scored in the Senators' last three games. So they're averaging almost nine goals a game with their opponents in their last three games. So neither team, not even Colorado, is that good defensively. They're kind of middle of the pack, while Ottawa is one of the worst. And the projected goalies, we'll see who actually starts tonight. But the projected goalies I've seen tonight, I have heard of Matt Sogard, barely for the sense. I've never heard of this Colorado goalie. I think his name's Eustace Anunin. Yeah, no, he's played four games in his career. Yeah, so... Not even that great of a minor league goalie. Like, he's good, but goal. nothing spectacular. Goals, goals right, goals. Jacob? Exactly. I was thinking, <laughs> goals. I'm yeah. seeing some bad goalies, some bad defensive teams, some high-powered offensive teams. I'm expecting something close to their 10-goal uh, combined effort when they met right before Christmas. So, Yeah, I, I mean... Listen, I think that, as you said, Ottawa's issues, they can't keep the puck out of the net. They've got a lot of high-powered offensive weapons. And with Colorado, like, even though they have those defense, like when you have a goalie like that that is very inexperienced against a team like Ottawa that can score, it's kind of a match made in heaven in a lot of ways. And, you know, Nathan McKinnon, too. I think this is every night, it seems, he is prime parlay category. Pair him yeah. with a, an over-under, pair him with a money line, whatever it may be. Second in points in the NHL. Probably the heart favorite right now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. You're what right. should we should we maybe play with something here with the Nathan McKinnon parlay? Yeah, uh, you're going right up my alley there. I'm I'm loving a same game parlay here of the abs to win. They are playing the second end of a back to back, but they lost to Montreal yesterday. I don't see them losing to two of the lower teams in the league two two nights in a row. So I like the abs to win the over six point five goals, which is our bet. And then McKinnon to score. He scored four times the last time these two teams met. So you put those three bets together, 
at BetMGM, you're getting a payout of four to one, I believe. And McKinnon, like you said, is the heart favorite, three to one his odds down to now. A month ago, his heart trophy odds were probably like seven to one. And now they're down to three to one. He has a slight edge over McDavid in the heart trophy odds. How about Kale McCarr with the North? Yeah, Kale, Kale McCarr is at two and a half to one. He's It's basically a two horse race between him and Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is the favorite right now. Um, oh. it's a good bet two and a half to one. I mean, if the season ended today, I definitely think it would be Quinn Hughes, but yeah, it just seems you can't get a big lead on Kale McCarr in this type of race. You know, you just, he's so special back there. The only thing with Kale McCarr is he does seem to suffer injuries and he's missed some games this year. And he does seem to suffer some injuries like every year, but it, it, it can't be a wrong bet at two and a half to one if you want to play the, with those odds. And I feel like his odds have gotten shorter and shorter as the season has progressed as well. Since December 1st, uh, Quinn Hughes has 19 points, whereas McCarr is 17. So I think the gap recently starting to narrow, but I would agree with you that Hughes is probably the front runner if the season ended today. Next mm-hmm. up, the Seattle Kraken are visiting the New York Rangers. The Kraken, there it was a nine-game win streak, I believe, came to an end against Pittsburgh. The Rangers are, you know, kind of fault not faltering but i think that they're maybe not as prolific as a lot of us thought in some of those recent games what do we like about uh this one puck line money line over under yeah the rangers have been kind of quietly struggling if you could say that i think they've only won two out of their last six or seven games they're um, four they're four five and one their last ten like they're under 500 hockey now yeah so and they're not really winning big they're squeaking out wins they had a home and home with the caps on the weekend where the caps won one and I think it was three, two each way. So the, I like the Kraken on the puck line here. They are on the second, the back end of a back to back after losing to Pittsburgh three, nothing last night, but they've been really competitive lately. As you said, they that loss was their first win after a nine game winning streak. That was their only loss by two goals or more. They lost three, nothing in the last 14 games. And wow. the Rangers have, only one win by two goals or more in 2024. And if we want to expand on Seattle, they've only lost by two goals or more in three of their last 21 road games. So that's a 85.7% cover percentage on the puck line. If like for them to, you know, lose by two goals or less, 85.7% of the time in the last 21 games, that's an amazing ratio, and they're paying 1.75 to 1 at BetMGM to at plus 1.5. I really like that bet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, if you if you look at the Kraken right now, like they're playing some of their best hockey, but you know, the reason they're playing like their brand of best hockey is not as for the, the flashiest. Like they kind of edge you out in a lot of ways, and they get you know scoring by committee, and it's very interesting to see it kind of sneaks up on you. But even when they were struggling because yeah. they had a seven game losing streak, they were losing like a lot of one goal games. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, and I think that, you know, Matty Beneers is kind of slumping a bit, but they've been able to make up for it by scoring by committee. Vince Dunn, we talk about him a lot. Stud. Uh, they have a lot of good pieces there. But speaking of big time players, Artemi Panarin, man, is this guy a, like he, this guy's been an absolute probably I have to say one of the if not the best free agent signing in recent memory. Like he's, he's a been, he's a machine yeah. shots, assists, goals, whatever it may be. What do we like for a little prop for this game? Yeah. I like him to have over three and a half shots on net. This guy's getting mm. like points every game. He won't go away in the heart trophy. I don't think his odds are good. He's 16 to one in the heart trophy odds, 
I don't think I don't see him winning it with all the competition, but it's not a bad bet at 16 to one. But I like him over three and a half shots tonight at BetMGM. The odds are two to one. He's registered at least four shots in seven of his last nine games. So he's one of the leaders. I think he's fifth overall in the league on shots on goal this season. And on that power play, he's always firing at the net. I think most people think of him as a distributor, but this guy's been scoring and directing a lot of pucks towards the net this season. So over three and a half shots at BetMGM pays two to one for Panarin tonight. Absolutely. Next up, the Anaheim Ducks are visiting the Washington Capitals. These are two um, depleted teams in a lot of ways. The Ducks, their big guns are pretty injured right now. Zegris is out for the last little bit, next little bit. Pavel Mintikov is injured as well. They just traded away Jamie Drysdale, who had a slower start, but he still has that offensive capability than the Caps. Well, they've been able to score by committee in some ways, but they're in the midst of a dramatic drop-off from OV right now. Like, this is probably one of the greatest falls from grace in terms of finishing and goal production we've seen in recent memory. Yeah, Low-scoring low affair, I'm going to assume, in this one? Yeah, I like the under here. Under six goals for a lot of the those reasons you just mentioned. Paying pretty decent. I thought the under would over-under total would be pegged at 5.5 for this game because these teams both just don't score a lot. They both hit the under more than they hit the over over this season. And the odds for under six goals at BetMGM is 1.91 to 1. So that's what I like. I don't even – Ovi's missed the last couple games. Um, so we're not even sure if he's going to be back in the lineup tonight. He's probably going to be a game-time decision. Like you said, Anaheim is missing some of their top uh, scorers up front as well. Washington's last three games are all under six goals. These teams own the 29th and 30th best offenses in the league. So there's not a lot of scoring there. And yeah, I, I think we were all we, all expected Ovi would drop off, but it has had has been a steep, steep decline. I don't he's not even at 10 goals this year. Um, we're halfway through the season. Uh, I don't know what his goal total is exactly. Maybe uh Connor can check that our producer for us. I think it's seven or eight. Um and Ovi, this year Ovi has uh eight goals. Wow. Wow. Like on pace not, to be under 20. Exactly. He's not even on pace for 20 goals. I think everybody thought it was just a matter of time of breaking Gretzky's record. And now you kind of got to question whether he'll get there by the end of this contract he has with Washington. And if he's playing yeah. like this, I mean, is a team going to, is Washington just going to sign him? So, well, it's a, ma really it was a matter record. of time. It was a matter of time he'd break Gretzky's record under the assumption he was scoring at the rate he was, if not like maybe a bit less. Right, but with some durability. But you know, I don't know if you see him online, but Jay Fresh, popular stats guy. I'm sure our listeners have seen him. He has those player cards, right? And Ovechkin's mm -hmm. finishing. So for finishing, they'll have like a a, a line, a scattered line as to how it's trading over three years. It has gone from like last year, this year is just going from like the hundredth percentile, like zero, like plummeted. Like it is for, a for one of your favorite execs. It's like an eighteen wheeler falling off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. That know, is one of your favorite execs. But, <laughs> I mean, listen, that's pretty spot on. Um, well, I think, too, you know, with the under in this one, too, Lucas style of the Ducks, who the Toronto media called a no-name goalie, he's actually pretty good. Uh, Darcy Kemper, on the other end, not having a great year, but he won't be facing a high volume of shots. So I think yeah. the under is probably the right way to go here. Yeah, I think that's the bad year. And like I said, the odds are pretty good at 1.91 to 1. And if they hit six, six goals, it's a push where, like I said, I thought the over-under line would be pegged at 5.5 for that one. So I take that one. I would agree. Next up, the New York Islanders. 
They are visiting the Winnipeg Jets right now. And while Kyle Connor is returning to the lineup ahead of schedule, actually, yeah, Jets be without Mark Shifley for uh, an indefinite period. He's on the IR with a lower body injury. So big gain in getting Connor back. But I think that Shifley is really a, a real driver on that team in terms of playmaking, whatnot. So we don't know what version of Connor we're going to get here. And, sure. it, you know, the Jets offense has been been pretty good but their defense is a real bread and butter same with the islanders yeah um speaking of we're coming off a game we just talked about about teams with bad offenses these teams are really really struggling to put the puck in the net in their last couple games each in their last four games combined so two games for each of them they've only combined to score three goals two Mm. goals for the jets in their last two games and only one goal for the islanders so I'm t- leaning towards the under again here, under six goals. It pays 1.87 to one. The Jets, the reason for the Jets' success this year is predicated on a great, great defensive play and a great goalie. They are allowing only 2.25 goals per game, by far the best defensive team in the league, and the Vesna Trophy favorite on the back end in Connor Hellebuck. So I like the under here. Like you said, Kyle Connor's back. Maybe that'll offset some of missing Shifley. But we can't expect Kyle Connor to come back at top gear. Um, coming back sooner than expected. I think at one point it was feared he'd be done for the year. Like he had an ACL injury. So really excited to see how he does. I love that player. I think he's one of the most underrated wingers in the league. But I think it'll take a bit of time for him to get up to speed. Um, these teams have only exceeded six goals once in their last six to six head-to-head meetings. Um, so combined with their recent play of late, New York Islanders have only scored nine times in the last five games under two per contest. Ooh. I, I really think this will fall under six goals unless both teams somehow ex- explode. So I like the under bet here. And not to take anything from Connor, I totally agree with you, one of the most underrated wingers in the league. But like tonight, like his center is Adam Lowry, who I love as a player. I think he's one of the top two, top three best third line centers in the league. But that's a much different guy to play third with. Third line center. Lee. Third, yeah. yeah, emphasis on third line center there. Like I love him for what he is, but he is not a top line center. So much different makeup having a Lowry as your center compared to Shifley, who has amazing chemistry with him. Now, the the straw that stirs the drink in Winnipeg, though, is obviously Connor Hellebuck. He's been mm. lights out this year. Lights out. And Demko's yeah. Thatcher Demko has struggled a little bit since around December too, low key. I think he's the favorite to win the Vesna, and the odds are kind of getting pretty good in that same vein yeah well yeah connor hellebuck is the odds are shortening more and more with each passing week i I mean a month ago he was not even the favorite but now the odds are down to 2.75 to 1 for hellebuck to win the vesna um i'd probably stay i think the odds are so small right now that is not a great bet actually because he's such a big favorite right now Mm. um I would I would bet on him. He's done it before. Um, he's a great goalie. He's one of the few guys like that are proven goalies you can trust in the NHL right now. I think there's only a handful of them left. And he's like a know, franchise quarterback. The equivalent exactly is because let's face it, the last couple Stanley Cup teams have proven you can win a Stanley Cup without a like bona fide number one goalie in the nine late nineties, early two thousands, the mid two thousands. You needed a stud in net to win the Stanley Cup most of the time. And the past few years, we've seen like maybe you don't, you just need a lot. But this guy, it's it's so great for Winnipeg to have this guy back there. And that's why he that's why he's the favorite in the Vesna trophy odds, and they're gaining ground in the Stanley Cup odds, mostly because of him. 
Absolutely. Next up, the Los Angeles Kings are visiting the Dallas Stars. The Kings, a team that I thought was the favorite coming out of the West, they're tumbling, man. They are really, really struggling. They won against Carolina last game to kind of stop the bleeding. But the reality is this, you know, in their last 10 games, they're two, four and four, which is just kind of abysmal for a team that's been so like it seemed like they were just ironclad from top to bottom. The Stars, they're, they're still in the thick of the Central Division race with the Jets and the Avs. This is an interesting one because the Kings, you know, on paper, they match up really well. But the Stars, they have so much depth as well that especially with them playing a lot better recently, you have to think they're the favorites. Yeah, they're the favorites, and I like the stars on the money line at 1.75 to 1. They're missing a key figure still on the blue line in Miro Heiskanen, obviously one of their one of the best defensemen in the league, not only their best defenseman. Um, the Kings did slap, snap out of that skid against Carolina last night. They had lost eight in a row, um, but they beat Carolina, a really good team, 5-2 last night. Um, but playing the second half of a back-to-back, they've only won one of six games this season. So... Do I think they'll win two in a row against a really good starters team that's won three of the la- their last four? I don't think so. Uh, the Kings' offense has been really mired in a slump lately, only 19 goals in their last nine games. Scars have, stars have taken six out of their last eight against LA and three straight in Dallas. So I really like – I think those odds are, like, pretty good for Dallas considering the, the way the Kings have played of late. 1.75 to 1 for Dallas to win at home tonight. I really like that on the money line. And speaking of, you know, you really like them. I'm curious to get your thoughts on Stars 12 to 1 odds to win the Stanley Cup, Kings 13 to 1 odds to win the Stanley Cup. Where do you sit on it right now? Which of the two would I prefer? Yeah. Kings. Kings, still sticking with this thing. One of the things I think the Kings have been, obviously, they're slumping right now. One of the things that they're getting kind of torched for right now is the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade and that contract they have him yeah. signed to, which is very long-term. But I will say this about that guy. that I think we'll see how – we'll see if he pays dividends in the playoffs. That's That's- the key. He's got to start producing more, obviously, but I, he's a key figure to watch in the playoffs for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's his – that's his bread and butter and low key, like in the last, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, like in, in the last six games, he's got like five points. So mm-hmm. there, there's, there's a little bit of, you're seeing a little bit of residual return in Dubois, but the playoffs is where he shines. I also think that, and like, listen, Jake Andre is a great goalie for the stars. He's one of the league's best cam Talbot. You can kind of say it's like a Joe Flacco of the NHL, kind of like this old guy coming in and, and turning the tables in a weird, almost unsustainable way. But the Kings, they're just built. Like they're built for the playoffs. I could see them playing upset, especially if they're a lower seed. I wouldn't write them off just yet. I love Dallas. I think that everyone, including myself this year, kind of writes them off. But I could totally see them making me regret that. But I'm going to go with the Kings right now, right now at those odds. I'm going to take the Stars. So let, let, let's revisit in April. But they're really close. 12 to 1 for the Stars, 13 to 1 for the Kings. So shows how close like the betters are thinking about that or else the you know the line would move greatly for one team or the other sure thing now next up this is i don't know what to call it so toilet bowl this is a uh you took the words out of my mouth the toilet bowl game toilet bowl the sounds a sharks visiting the chicago blackhawks sure the blackhawks are amped up after signing jason dickinson to an arm and a leg uh to remain on the bottom feeding team but this is uh yeah this is a game that i i think it, i would say in general it's a hard one to predict the money line yeah uh 
save your money for the big guys, Chicago. They also signed Felino. I think the Felino contract was more surprising to me. Was it two years, nine million extension? Did you see that last? I believe week? so. Yes, that's, that's four point five million a year for a. I mean, I like Nick Felino. Don't get me wrong, but a thirty-four, thirty-five-year-old winger who They're trying seems to get forward. injured. In yeah, well, I mean, I'd save that money for some of the high-priced free agents who might be available who knows if they their teams all resign them at least resign million so we'll see if the other guys get resigned but yeah in this game let's talk about this game now in particular um i like the sharks on the puck line just because these teams are both terrible and i don't see them blowing one or the other blowing the other out so sharks on their under down underdog plus 1.5 they pay 1.5 to one i just think it's the set safest best bet to make um in the last two months the Sharks only have, I mean, the Blackhawks only have one win in the last two months by two goals or more. Yeah. So I know if they were going to win a second game by two goals or more, it would probably be against San Jose, but I don't see it happening. San Jose has only won one game in the last 15. I think they see an opportunity to win here. They're going to put forth their best effort. Doesn't matter about playing for the number one pick, getting Macklin Celebrini. Guys don't want to lose all the time. It, it, it's got to be destroying them. So I think we'll see a very competitive game from both teams. The Blackhawks have more significant injuries than, than the Sharks do. The Blackhawks really haven't had big wins. Um, so that's that's the best uh, bet I like tonight. Sharks plus 1.5, paying 1.5 to 1 at BetMGM. And I see a low-scoring game, so I like a couple under player props tonight couple under this is actually a good game to do an under okay yeah um well uh, could you do an under for like five guys because honestly it'll, it'll be a low scoring no i'm kidding so who are some guys that you think would be won't hit the one point mark yeah i'm focusing on guys with good odds too so uh philip kurashev to be to be pointless tonight under 0 0.5 points pays 2.05 to one he's got no points he's gone pointless in six of his last seven games so I mean, at over two to one odds, I'm definitely taking that. And then Seth, Seth Jones under 0.5 points. He only has 11 points all year. I know he's missed some time with injuries, but I'm also taking the blue liner to get no points tonight at two to one odds. So those are the two unders I like. Um, those are bets I make in a game like this. I, I see a 2-1, 3-2 game tonight. I don't know which team's going to win either, who will get the one or the two or the three goals. So take those couple under bets at two, at least two to one odds. It's pretty favorable considering these low scoring teams. Let's look at the bigger picture because with these two teams, the present isn't very fun. We're always talking about the future. Bedard, call their trophy odds. Where are they at? Have they dipped a little bit since the injury? They have dipped. Uh, he was a huge favorite right before the injury because he was calling, kind of pulling away from the pack. Now it's one point five three to one. The guys chasing him in the odds are a couple blue liners, actually. Luke Hughes on New Jersey. And a guy that you've touted since the very beginning that I think should actually be second in the odds, Brock Faber of the Minnesota Wild. A guy who's playing the most minutes on the blue line on that team. He's got 20-something points. Um, maybe not doesn't look as quite as flashy or have the offensive game that Luke Hughes does, but a key figure for the Minnesota Wild. But... I think Bedard will be back, and I think Bedard is he's still already the best skating. He's already yeah. skating. Yeah, I mean he can skate though, right? He's of got course. a broken jaw. So, and that's the one thing too we kind of spoke about that when he comes back from injury, he should be able to hit the ground running. Where other guys, 
with I would agree. lower body injuries, can't skate, can't keep in shape, he'll probably hit the ground running. And I just think he builds such a big lead in the points race, in the Calder race, that he's still the best bet to make. And at 1.53 to 1 odds, I don't think his odds are going to get any longer. So if you like Bedard to, to win the Calder, bet it now. I, I would agree. I think this is the time to, to do it on Bedard because, and I love Brock Faber, and I think that they'll be... The chat, the chatter will get louder as you know, if Faber continues to succeed here as he is and all that stuff, like there's going to be a, a little bit of a like a second wave in his favor, especially if the wild make the playoffs. Uh, you've been drinking what Bill Guerin's been drinking recently because I don't know if that's happening. Well, you know what? They've had a lot of injuries to deal with, yeah, time. and the they got some cappers all just came back, yeah. Um, I, I think you're right, it, 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 no, no, and you could be right. You're right. I'm pessimistic on them. But um, if Faber is a big part, as he has been during the stretch run, you'll hear a louder kind of movement for him to get it. But I cannot see Bedard not winning it. What he has done is fantastic. He'll still be playing enough games to get the, the, like, the sample size won't be totally hindered. I think if you're looking at Bedard winning the Calder like I am, hammer that bet now. And he's already made the highlight. He's on the highlight reels. That's the thing about Bedard. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna see too many of Brock Faber's 29 minutes make the highlight reels, right? But Bedard seemed like he was making the highlight reels every other every game, night. So. No, yeah. for sure, I agree. Next up, the Arizona Coyotes are visiting the Calgary Flames. The Flames are gonna be without Jacob Markstrom for the next little bit. Not exactly sure how long. Um, it's the immediate future, uh, but not long term apparently, according to their coach. Dustin Wolf, the Wolfman is back up. Calgary playing better hockey uh, as of late with their three straight wins. Coyotes are still in the thick of the playoff race as well. What do we like in this one? Yeah, I like the Flames on the money line at BetMGM, paying 1.62 to 1. They did easily handle the Coyotes last week in Arizona, 6 to 2. So you might think the Coyotes are out for revenge, but I think I just, when I look at two squads that are kind of in competitiveness or like, Talent-wise, similar vein. Maybe the Flames have more names. It's just the Flames are better playing better hockey right now. And they've really owned the Coyotes in recent matchups. They've won eight of their last nine against the Coyotes. Teams are neck and neck trying to get a wild-card playoff spot in the West. I don't know if either of these teams are, are going to get it. But I just think the way the Flames are rolling lately, the amount of success they've had against the Coyotes recently – I would take them as the home team at 1.62 to one. So that's the bet I'd make all day here. Yeah, I think, I mean, the flames are kind of one of those teams where, because we know they're probably going to be sellers, you kind of, you kind of like get the blinders on as to what they're doing now, but they are winning games in a way that you can't really ignore, especially playing an Arizona team, I would say. Yeah. And I, I just, I mean, I think Mark Strom's the best goalie on that team, but over the past couple of years and the performances of their goalies, I don't think he's got, he's a huge improvement on Vladari, even Dustin Wolf, who's one of the most hyped goalie prospects in the whole NHL. So I don't think that's going to hurt him too much. Yeah. I just see them. I just see them taking another one from a team that they've owned as of late. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to our next and final game. The Toronto Maple Leafs are visiting the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers are one of the hottest teams in the NHL. Surprise, Best surprise. game of the night. Yep. Surprise, surprise. They're back. They ain't going anywhere. Do the Oilers continue their success against the center of the universe, or does Toronto <laughs> prevail? 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Leafs are gonna win tonight. So okay. I, I don't know if uh, some people who might listen to the show are like, is this guy a Leafs homer? I just think they've lost three in a row. Um, they dropped a kind of embarrassing game to the Avs on Saturday. Not that it's embarrassing to lose to the Avs, but they had a three nothing lead. And they lost to Detroit 4-2 the next night in a game where Ilya Samsonov came back and really played quite well, and they didn't get the goals needed. This is a huge matchup. I think a lot of eyes are going to be like so much superstar power. I just think the Leafs had with a three-game losing streak, they're going to be definitely the more desperate win team tonight for a win. I think the Oilers are ripe for a loss too. Although they've won a franchise record 10 games in a row, their last four games – have been against Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, and Ottawa. They've mm-hmm. won three of those games by single goal and one game by two goals. They're going to be in for a real matchup against a team, Leafs team that should be wanting to make a statement tonight. And also, in the Matthews-McDavid era, the Leafs had owned the Oilers. They've won seven of their last nine head-to-head meetings against Edmonton. And I actually like the Leafs playing in Edmonton more than I do when these teams meet in Toronto. Because I just think McDavid gets, regardless of what he says, he gets really hyped up for those Toronto games, um, playing in front of his family, friends. So I just like the Leafs tonight. I think the Oilers are ripe for a loss, given their performances of late against bad teams. The Leafs should want to make a statement tonight after dropping a three-goal lead on Saturday to another Stanley Cup contender. They're playing another Stanley Cup contender tonight. Show that you mean business and you're not going to let this losing slide go on too long. And snapping the Oilers' losing streak would be a good way to do it. Speaking of player props and narratives, Zach Hyman revenge game? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I don't know where he is in the Rocket Richard race, but he's got to be up there. I think he's got 25 goals at least this year. He's not too far off his uh, former line, line mate, Austin Matthews. So, I like him at 2.05 to 1 to score a goal. I also, I also like the over in this game, which I always like when these two teams face get, face each other. But the Leafs, for the odds, is my best bet. And I also think Matt, Austin Matthews is going to snipe. He's gone two games without a goal, which for Austin Matthews is a lot of games without a goal. Sam Reinhardt's, I think, only one goal behind him in the Rocket Richard race right now. He hit the post on a wraparound against the, the Red Wings last game. He might have hit another one or hit a crossbar. I expect him to be geared up to after a not so good performance by him against another one of the best players in the league in Nathan McKinnon on Saturday. I think he'll want to make a much better performance tonight. I think his line mates will be looking for him. I expect Austin to snipe. He's paying 1.86 to one to score anytime at bet MGM. Zach Hyman, 2.05 to one to score anytime at bet MGM. Austin Matthews is first in Rocket Richard with 33 goals, and Hyman is tied for sixth with David Pasternak. Two great stories there to keep an eye on. Well, that's it for our preview of tonight's games. Please bet responsibly, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. Enjoy.